Hey everybody, it's me, Nicholas Black, and you're listening to the Goth Geek Podcast, episode 16. This week's episode topic, we're going to talk about religion of all things, as well as new information on an Indiana Jones video game, and whatever else I can think of. But first, as always, go ahead and follow us, give us a like, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Goth Geek, or you can always support us by going to our Etsy shop, etsy.com slash shop slash gothgeek, where you can find all sorts of cool coffin dice boxes and dice trays and dice towers and posters and jewelry and all sorts of neat little things that we make uh, and sell on there. So again, check us out on Etsy, give us a like or subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and now on with today's show. So first I wanted to talk about a news article that came out this week. Uh, I'm sure many of you probably saw it if you follow any of the social media accounts for uh, different goth pages and whatnot. But it came out from the Washington Post, uh, Do Elder Goths Hold the Secret to Aging Successfully? And I thought it was kind of interesting because this was something I I feel like I kind of brought up last episode about just kind of, you know, being yourself and talking about, you know, uh, different views on getting older. Uh, I think I discussed this already, but I'm going to repeat myself. Uh, you know, when I was a kid... I always looked at my older brothers and my father especially as like very mature and like, you know, feeling like, feeling like there was a switch that happened at some point in your life, you know, when you hit 18 or 25 or something where you just kind of put away uh, childish things, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, things that, you know, were considered, you know, childish things, I guess is the better way to put it that. And so... I always thought that would happen. You know, I always, as a younger kid, I expected that. Uh, uh, but as I got older, that never did happen. Uh, as a self-proclaimed goth geek, I, you know, would sometimes feel, what's the word? I would feel embarrassed by, by, by society uh, because of the social norms. You know, if I wanted to watch cartoons at, you know, age 25, you know, that wasn't normal. That's not something you do at 25. Uh, especially, you know, kid cartoons. You know, maybe you might watch uh, Family Guy or American Dad or The Simpsons or something maybe. But, you know, you don't watch like Nickelodeon or Disney. Uh, you know, you don't watch... Uh, I don't even think... I uh, can't even think of cartoons... <laughs> I don't watch too many anymore, uh, just due to time constraints. But, you know, th those were not things you, you talked about. Uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite cartoons, uh, as an older teenager, was uh, Real Monsters. Ah, Real Monsters, or whatever it was, on Nickelodeon, you know. It was a fun little cartoon. And it was stuff like geared towards kids, but I still enjoyed it. And, uh, I mean, Invader Zim is a good example. Invader Zim was out in the late 90s, early 2000s, I believe. I mean, I was in my late teens, early 20s, when that uh, show was really hitting its stride. Uh, and, yeah, it had some mature 
ish content to it, but it was a Nickelodeon show still. I mean, it was no worse than Ren and Stimpy back in the day. Uh, and I enjoyed watching that. And my father had no idea why I liked that show. And my brothers didn't watch cartoons. My brothers are much older than me. Um, they'd already been moved out and, you know, doing their own things and they didn't watch such stuff. Uh, and so I always felt like, you know, something was kind of wrong with that whole picture. But there isn't. And that's kind of what I was talking about last week. And this article about Elder Goth's, you know, secret to aging successfully, uh, I've read a bit of it, uh, a good chunk of it. And I feel like it kind of follows that same path. Just kind of like, you know, you do your own thing, you know. Don't fall into social norms. And, I mean, goths don't do that really anyways. Uh, that's just how the subculture works. Uh, and I feel like the geek subculture tries to do that, but at the same time, the geek, subcu the geek subculture is such a more broad thing. And I feel like a lot of geeks, as adults, still have to hide their geekiness. You know, they, ha they might have a... Uh, a geek cave, you know, a geek room where they keep all their Funko Pops or they keep all their Star Wars or uh, anime or manga, you know, and then the, from the rest of the house kind of situation. And I hope that's not the case for you. I really hope you're able to <clears throat> fly your geek flag proudly in your home. Uh, but I feel like with goth, it's definitely a little more, that's like part of the subculture is, you know, being different. Um, you know, dressing the way you want to dress, uh, you know, fuck the, you know, social norms of society and just, you know, be your, be yourself. And this article is a great article. I definitely suggest reading it. Um, it really does a great job. It doesn't make fun of goth like some of these other articles that you see on uh, websites and the news media and whatnot. It doesn't like... I mean, it does talk about the stereotype about, you know, happy goths and, you know, things like that. But it, do, but it doesn't exactly make fun of it. Um, I mean, goth, it really explains goth, I think, in a really great way. Uh, you know, and how goths view the world and how we, you know, have dark humor. You know, we take things that are normally scary to normal people. And I put that in quotes, normal people, because no one is really normal, let's be honest. Uh, but, you know, things that are considered scary or uh, ugly or frightening and how we kind of turn it into something enjoyable, something that we embrace. Uh, the example they use here is, you know, uh, how society treats older women uh, as frightful, you know, like the classic kind of witch or crone. And uh, goth kind of turns it into more of a, uh, as they put it, quote, grand dame of darkness the world has ever seen <laughs> you know embracing that basically embracing uh, your age and i feel like again like geeks do do that to a certain degree um there are plenty of people who embrace the geek subculture who are older um people who are speaking out um and doing that the people at geek and sundry uh that was uh first begun by felicia day she's in her 40s now uh, Will Wheaton from Star Trek, The Next Generation, he kind of had a resurgence uh, hosting a tabletop gaming 
web show, and uh, he had some, uh, a semi-regular role on The Big Bang Theory, uh, but he had a kind of a big resurgence of geekiness and embracing it, and he's in his 40s, maybe even 50s at this point? I, th I think he's closer to my age, so probably in his mid-40s, maybe. Um, you know, a lot of people at the Nerdist website uh, and whatnot, uh, a lot of the men and women there, uh, and non-binary people, are, you know, are adults. They're not in their, they're not even like in their 20s, they're, like, they're in their mid-30s or older, usually. And so I do feel like there's a bit more of an embrace and more openness to be that person uh, for the Geek Hub culture. But Goth has been doing it way longer. Um, you know, the earliest modern Goths is what I want to call it, because I feel like goth, the Goth subculture's kind of been around for longer than the 80s and late 70s. If you look back at, like, counterculture, like beatniks and whatnot in the 20s and 30s even, they were kind of had a very Goth aesthetic and view on life. But that being said, the modern goth, um, you know, it's been around for at least 40 plus years, uh, 45 plus years. So those people who were, you know, the first goths were in their teens, you know, they're now in their 50s and 60s. And so now, and, you know, and they still are embracing that lifestyle. And not everybody does, of course. You have your phases, you know, you have your phasers. <laughs> Phasers to stun. Okay, that was a bad joke, and I apologize. But you have people who go through phases. Uh, we Everybody does. You know, you have a <clears throat> goth phase people, which I hate that word, but it does happen. People who, in high school or college or whatever, uh, you know, go through that phase. <clears throat> I feel like geeks don't really go through a phase. Um, nobody I've ever met has been like, oh yeah, my Star Trek phase, or oh yeah, I really got into anime for a few years, and then, you know, but it was just a phase. That doesn't really happen, but when you're trying to find yourself, you you might go through a, a, a goth phase, or, I mean, heck, to be honest, you can go through a preppy phase, a jock phase, you know, it's all about finding yourself, but eventually you settle down, and so a lot of these goths uh, in the 70s and 80s, you know, didn't, you know, they that once they found goth, they, they stuck with it. That's how I was. I, I found uh, out what goth was in the mid-90s when I was a teenager uh, in high school and I lashed onto that and was like this is this is home this is where I belong uh, you know I always was into like darker stuff and <clears throat> vampires and werewolves and you know uh, wearing black and I didn't really know what it was I was really into like poetry even in high school uh uh Poe, of course, and Keats, and, uh, you know, it was, I didn't have a name for it, and then I met somebody who was like, oh, that's goth, we're, you know, here, let me show you, and even during then, I also played Magic the Gathering, I played, uh, White Wolf, uh, role-playing games, uh, D&D, Palladium, all that stuff, uh, so I was already a geek who was also goth, I was a goth geek, even before I knew what that was <clears throat> and it stuck and here I am at 40 and still you know proud to be a goth uh, and a geek today and it shows in our home and it shows in the bumper stickers on my car and much to my father's chagrin you know here I am still 
uh, as a full-fledged adult still doing these things. So, really great article. Definitely recommend it. Um, heck, if you type in the word goth in, like, in the news section of your Google search, you'll find it. It's what everyone's been talking about. Uh, heck, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, you'll find that we posted about it, too. So, definitely check that out, because I really think it's a great article about, you know, aging. And it doesn't just relate to goths. It relates to anybody, really, in my opinion. Just be yourself. You know, don't let anyone else tell you who you are or what's allowed. If you want to watch cartoons, if you want to watch kid movies, if you love Disney or Harry Potter or I don't even know. Hell, My Little Pony. I mean, don't make it weird, but hell, if you like My Little Pony, go for it. And you're a 30-year-old person, that's not here nor there. Just be you, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Or hurting yourself, for that matter. Be yourself. Have a good time. And so, kind of going on that same note, I wanted to talk about goths, goth religion, geek religion. It's kind of a weird thing, I know. Religion has no, in my opinion, place mixed in with these uh, subcultures, and yet it does. And what I mean by that is, there is no goth religion. There is no geek religion, unless you're a proud and uh, true Jedi, I guess, or Sith, <laughs> uh, which I can't remember which country it was. You'd have to look it up, but there was at least one country. It might have been, been the U.S. where like the number two religion put on like census reports or something was Jedi. Uh, I could be exactly completely wrong on that, but if you look it up uh, online, you can find it. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But religion itself has no... Like, there is no goth religion, like I said. There's no geek religion. Um, so you have some interesting things with that. With geeks, again, it's a little more broad. Geek subculture is a little more... What's the word here? I, I won't say normal. Again, there is no normal, but it's not like... Like, you can see a person walking down the street, and they could be a super big geek in one or many different uh, fandoms. And you may have no idea, depending on how they're dressed. They could be dressed in their favorite Flash t-shirt and sporting, you know, uh, a Batman baseball cap and, you know, carrying, you know, a... Harley Quinn, I'm not sure why I'm going with a DC theme here, <laughs> backpack. Um, but at the same time, they could be dressed up in just a plain t-shirt and jeans, uh, or, you know, a t-shirt or a blouse and a skirt, and you'd have no clue, you know, and they could, they could still just be as geeky. Uh, with goths, same thing, but goths tend to wear uh, their subculture out in the open a lot more, um, with a lot of blacks and their dark colors. But again, uh, like geek, goth is such a broad thing, and there's so many other subcultures out there like Rockabilly and Steampunk and Emo, and they all kind of have similar clothing to a degree that you just don't know. Even if someone's wearing, you know, uh, uh, a corset and, you know, a black skirt and, you know, has hot pink and black hair, uh, 
you know, at the same time, if they've got goggles on, they could be diesel punk if they're, you know, or maybe, or uh, Victorian, or they could be, you know, emo, or they could be doing a rockabilly thing, and they just, that's the style they had today. You know, it's a, it's kind of a wide range. But there is no religion for any of these subcultures. Um, and that's a good thing. <clears throat> it, it, it can be kind of contradictory, in my opinion, because I have met... Uh, at least on the goth side, I feel like it can be contradictory because you have goths who are Christian. Uh, hardcore Christians, Catholics, Mormons, uh, or LDS, um, Baptists. And I'm kind of exaggerating on the Baptist one cause I, only because I haven't met any Baptist ones, but I've definitely met Catholic, Christian, and LDS, Mormon, uh, goths. So they exist, and they follow their religion. Um but still embrace goth, because you can do that. I mean, goth is a rebellious subculture, but that doesn't mean you can't have spirituality in it. Um, on the same side, a lot of people say, oh, goths are satanic, or goths are um, uh, atheists, or uh, witches, or pagans, or you know, Wiccans, or whatever. And again, that's a false stereotype. There are goths out there who are those things. I know goths who are members of the Church of Satan um, and the other, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but there are other uh, sects of the Church of Satan, uh, of Satan, Satanists. Um, they'll actually follow different uh, guidelines, rules, than uh, the actual Church of Satan does, which is uh, totally cool, because, you know, I mean, there's different sects of Christianity, there's different uh, versions of uh, paganism uh, and different versions of even like other, like Mormons actually have three or four different versions of their church because of different rules. And you have like the polygamists up in like the weird parts of Utah. And then you have like the kind of more normal Mormons who, you know, don't believe in polygamy. Uh, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with polygamy as a whole, if that's your thing. But, again, the Utah ones are the ones who are, like, you know, breaking the law with, like, underage, and that's a whole other thing. But, anyways, what I'm trying to say is that there are different sects. Um, sects? I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I might be saying sex. I don't think I am, but maybe I am. If I am, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess. Maybe I'm not. Not really. It doesn't really matter. So... So you have those, the, the Satanists, the different uh, different Satanist uh, churches. Um, and again, so there's Goths that are pagan, there's Goths that are Wiccan, there's Goths that are atheist. But there are also Goths who follow uh, Catholics, uh, Catholicism, uh, and Mormonism. And, you know, they have this have the, our basic Christianity. And that's, again, kind of weird to me, but there is no religion to Goth. So that's that's okay. You can do that. Goth has no religion. <clears throat> Geek has no religion. You can be a super huge geek fan of the Harry Potter world and still go to church every Sunday and read the Bible. Or, you know, be an atheist and not have any god uh, or higher deity that you believe in. <clears throat> that's... That's just how it works. And I wanted to bring this up just because, I've, one, because of the stereotype of goth being 
you know, a Satanist or being, uh, you know, an atheist. Uh, and two, just because I find it really interesting, uh, because to me it is a little bit contradictory, um, you know, to be a Christian uh, who believes in uh, being a fundamentalist Christian who believes who might believe in uh, you know uh, there's only Adam and Eve and you know no gay sex or gay uh, rights and you know doesn't believe in abortion and all this stuff can still follow and love uh, pardon the pun religiously Star Wars and Harry Potter and especially Harry Potter um, in some ways uh, you know and play D&D or you know whatever because a lot of the stuff in geekdom and fandom throw, throws mud in the face of those things um, especially more lately um, which I'm really happy to see but you're seeing a lot, you know, you're seeing a lot more uh, non-binary or gay characters uh, in in these uh, fandoms, and in manga and anime, uh, you know, you've seen some a lot of that for a while in a lot of cases, um, and so it seems really contradictory to me to follow a strict religion, but still love these things that are against your religion in a lot, in some ways, uh, throw mud in the face of your religion, uh, and, and geekdom. And then the same thing with geek, with goth, you know, goths. And again, I, don't, I try not to put a label and that's the word I've been trying to use for like the past, I don't know how many episodes now labels, dear God, not titles, labels. And I don't want to put a label on the word on the word goth or definition definition exactly on the label of goth or, or geek because as we've discussed before they are very broad terms um but they still have a definition there definitely are certain things that are not goth or geek um but religion you can still be religious and be them but again goth i mean it's a rebellious in my opinion subculture so the fact that they have this rebellious subculture that's very much towards the darker side of things, um, death, uh, gloom, decay, um, embracing depression, um, and, and recognizing that, you know, it's okay to be depressed. Um, not chronic depression, you know, should definitely take, get help and take medications. Um, but you know, it's okay to be sad. Uh, you know, in a lot of, uh, organized religions, they don't recognize that stuff. That stuff is, you know, either they don't recognize depression, they don't even look at it, um, and there's something wrong with you if you do, or they, uh, you know, they ignore it completely, um, and then also, you know, they look at the idea of going to a cemetery as weird and wrong. They look at, you know, uh, horror movies or looking at the darker side as evil, you know, that's, that's, that's the dark side. Again, uh, not trying to do a pun there, but there it was. Uh, and so modern organized religions, you know, don't want you to do that. Now I'm not saying there aren't religions out there who, who are not more open minded. Um, in the great world that we live in today, there are, you know, non-binary 
uh, trans and gay preachers, pastors, bishops, um, you know, they exist. Uh, if you watch uh, the great TV show on Netflix, Queer Eye, they actually have an episode where that's what it is. Like, it's like a priest or bishop pastor. Um, but one of, the, one, of the, one of the episodes of the people that make over, that's who it is. Um, and their struggle with the church uh, in doing that. So they exist. So I'm not saying uh, that they're not out there, but the majority of organized religion frowns upon the darker side of things. They frown upon uh, the more, again, lack for a better word, liberal, uh, non-cultural norm side of things. And again, I'm putting quotes in that because the cultural norm is changing drastically and hopefully it will continue changing. And so, it, 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 to me, it's a little confusing how goths and how, you know, geeks can balance that between their religion and their lifestyles. Uh, you know, a, a lot of goths uh, are... I won't say... What's the word? It's not gender, not gender fluid, though there are some out there who are. Uh, but the clothing wise, clothing of goths is very non-gender specific. Uh, what I mean by that, for those who don't understand, is as a cis male, I wear skirts when I dress super goth. When I'm going like full out for a night uh, at the club. I sometimes wear long black skirts. Why? Because they're cool looking, they're awesome, in my opinion, and they're really comfortable. Um, and the same token, you know, fem uh, people who are cis female uh, and goth might, you know, dress up in uh, what's considered a, you know, a male outfit, per se. I know plenty of men who wear corsets. Uh, and again, when I say men, I mean cis males who identify as male. Uh, they will wear corsets. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, again, in organized religion, that is very much usually frowned upon. Uh, there is something wrong with you if you dress that way. And, I, and when I say skirts, I, I actually mean skirts. I don't mean kilts. Um, which, basically, a kilt is a skirt. It's just, you know, somehow socially acceptable because it's Scottish and you know, men were wearing them, um, which I don't make, doesn't make any sense to me because I'd rather wear a long, uh, ankle length skirt than a knee high or shorter, depending on the length of the kilt, kilt. And so, <sighs> that's just, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't understand how you can be goth and again, dress this way. <clears throat> dress that way if you choose to. And, you don't, and again, it's not required or anything, but a lot of goths I know do dress this way um, and still be a Christian or a Mormon or a Baptist. But I digress, because it doesn't really matter what I think. It doesn't matter that I don't understand it. And I, I don't understand it, but that doesn't mean I'm against it. Uh, I believe spirituality is a great thing to have. And again, as long as you're not hurting other people, as long as you're not oppressing other people, uh, or hurting yourself, then go for it. Um, but that's the big thing on this, today's topic.
there is no religion for goths or geeks. You can be a Christian, you can be a Baptist, you can be a Buddhist, and still be a geeky goth person. How you line up with what you what your fandom or your gothiness is with your religion, that's completely up to you how you do it. I would love to know how some of you do it. If you want to give send me a message, DM me on uh, Twitter or uh, message me on Facebook uh, and share with me how you do that, I would love it because uh, I think that's great that you've got spirituality in your life. I, as long as you're not, again, as long as you're not repressing anybody else's beliefs or lifestyle, um, unless that lifestyle is considered, you know, illegal, you know, if it's a fucking pedophile, then, you know, yeah, punch that fucker in the face. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> as long as you're not oppressing, you know, anyone's rights, legal rights, uh, and uh, uh, one not to exist and live their lives, then, you know, go for it. If, if, if you found a religion that, lo that you love and a spirituality that you really connect with, um, that's great. I would love to know how you do it with your... Uh, your, your subculture, your geek or goth subculture, or both. If you're a goth geek like I am, uh, then how do you put that together with your religion? Uh, and this is for people who are in, in organized religions. If you're a pagan, uh, paganism is very, again, I hate this word, but I'm going to use it, liberal. Uh, Satanists are usually pretty liberal uh, for the most part. Atheists are... Uh, Definitely pretty uh, liberal when it comes to beliefs. <laughs> so, um, if you're a Scientologist and you're a goth geek, uh, I would definitely love to hear how you're viewing the world uh, and how you combine those two things together. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you uh, try to separate those two worlds and that's how you, you live. Well, that's all for this week's uh, episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. And uh, I apparently am getting a little bit better at speaking. I don't feel like I stuttered or ummed a thousand times this time. I did repeat myself, though, didn't I? Just right there. Well, fuck. Anyways, hopefully things are getting a little better with these. I still have not hooked up my microphone, the nice one I bought, uh, because I can't figure out uh, how to get Anchor to work on my Chromebook without using it. Uh, through the uh, to the Chrome uh, extension, uh, the words not even working in my head right now. I am popping in there, but basically, I can't get Anchor to work very well on uh, on the laptop or Chromebook. It only lets me do thirty minutes at a time, and I can't pause it if I need to clear my throat, which I do sometimes because I am talking. If you haven't noticed, that's what I'm doing. Ha. Uh, so yeah, uh, I haven't figured that out. So because of that, I haven't been using my new microphone at all, which I'm past the Amazon return date. So now I have to definitely get this figured out and used. Uh, if you know a better uh, program to use than Anchor, which I'm sure there is one out there, uh, let me know. Send me a message, and I will be more than happy to look into it. Uh, so yeah, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the Goth Geek Podcast. I am Nicholas Black. Have a uh, great week. See you next. Bye.